to Justin and Greg, unnamed podcast, Jag Experience, Justin and Greg show. We're back. We're alive. We did it. We've decided we need a new name. We don't know what that is yet. It's not going to be the Jags experience, but... We're going to put it to you, the listeners. Subscribe to the podcast and give us a name on Twitter. On Twitters. Twitters. The Twitter bitters. Or Facebook or Instagram, wherever you want to follow us. Everyone's dying to know. Where where have you been? What do you mean, where have I... Yeah, I, and for you, they're probably like, who cares where you've been? No, they know where I am. I have been in Calgary, Vancouver, Calgary last week. Doing, and it was wild. Doing what? Making a very special video that will be released soon. Oh, that was you following me around making that video. I mean, following you around. You were useless. No, I mean, I was the star of the show. You made like four good jokes. The, the trick to being successful is getting people to do things for you. And that's what I did. I got Scott to pay for a trip for me and you to put me on camera. I, I don't know that I actually disagree with that statement. Yeah, I know. Because that's the story of my life. The story of your life. Is you not disagree with my statements. Thank no. you. Uh, I think there are 15 or so episodes previous to this that would disprove that. Kind of a funny story. So Scott's our good friend. He's a, we'll call him an Instagram influencer because I'm feeling lazy today. He's got like <laughs> 300,000 plus followers on Instagram. He's kind of a big deal. And he had this invitation to go film an ad for a client in Vancouver. Actually, the story was, they said, hey, Scott, we're going to give you a trip to anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. Could be Tahiti, could be Dubai, could be... And we want you, like it's for a visa, but we want you to spend money for mm-hmm. us. Essentially is what it was. Yeah, see how many points you'll get. And he picked Vancouver. In 24 hours. So he's from Calgary, and if you're listening to the States, Calgary is like a, a, an it's hour probably, and a half flight Yeah, it's, like a, it's probably like a 12-hour drive. It's, it's similar. <laughs> it's close. I mean, nice city. Beautiful city, Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. yeah. Anywhere in the world, and this guy picks 12 hours away? That's Tw- like us saying, hey, 24 where, hours. where do you want to go? Uh, Winnipeg. Going to Winnipeg. Yeah. Anywhere yeah. in the world. I'm going to Winnipeg. It's nice. Calgary has good flights to a place like Vancouver. If you're listening to this, where would you go if you oh, had a blank good flight? Question. A blank flight anywhere in the world for 24 hours. Where is it? Now, I think you're in New York. Yeah, I, re- I really want to go to New York. Now, but you want to explain the I would why? spend more than 24 hours in New York. But why, though? Why New York? It seems like a cool place. But why, though? What do you mean? Why? Be vulnerable. It's a podcast. It's intimate. Be vulnerable because you you like this Casey Neistat character. Yeah, I like that there is a massive like creator community. I I have a YouTube channel. I do that separately on the side, and I watch YouTube. YouTube is kind of my life, and um, yeah, there's a lot of really cool YouTubers in New York. So I just want to go and hang out with them, even though they wouldn't let me. You did it. That was good. That was a good answer. Thank you. I think I'm going to Russia. Russia? I want some place Siberia. I want some place weird and not a lot of people have gone to like Eastern Europe or Russia. So I'm like, I'm going to Russia and I'm gonna be uncomfortable the whole time. I bet going to like Moscow or St. Petersburg or somewhere like that, it could be cool. It is cool. If you if you talk to people that have gone, one, it's very hard to get into. Mm, exclusive. I have friends that have family there, like you know, second or third cousin, so they've gone and they mm. love it. But it's it's like a long road to get in and I then bet to the get out. Food would be dynamite too. I watched this I watched this uh, show like with Ewan McGregor and his good friend Charlie. I don't remember his last name. The Long Way Round it was called, and they basically took motorcycles and they were trying to ride all the way around the world on their adventure motorcycles. No way. So they started in like I'm somewhere in England, and then basically went all the way through Europe, went all the way through like Russia, and all the way to the tip. And then came across North America and what, then kept which going. Which tip? The one in the end of Russia by Antar- yeah. uh, Alaska? Something like that, yeah. But gee, there's water there. You can't ride across. There's no bridge. No, but then they like took a ferry over. Oh, they cheated then. What do you mean they cheated? Well, that's not riding. 
I could like I could put they my rode bike, all of the land masses all the way around the way. Anyway, you're oh my goodness, here we rules. go. Maybe they did do a plane instead of a boat. Anyway, I'm gonna give it to you and McGregor because I like that it. It was guy. awesome. Uh, so anyway, this is the podcast. We're actually gonna be doing this more and more and more and more. I like the podcast, so I'm gonna keep doing it. Just do it. Yeah, and I like the podcast too. So we're gonna keep doing it. Do more and more and more and more and more. Frequency is about to get turned up. I was going to say turned down. Yeah, the goal, the goal, I think, is Monday through Thursday, but that probably won't start till mid-October. But anyway, we're going to do it as often as we can, which should be more than once a week starting right meow. Meow. Okay, first things first. Did you watch the Emmys? No. Of course, I knew the answer to that. Yeah. Did you? no one did. No. Because who wants to sit and watch, well, the Academy Awards are four hours long. Like, no one, no one cares about that. And I realized, again, this year... That if I go to bed on Monday night when the Emmys are happening, yep, and wake up early the next morning, all the answers are there. Well, and I I was going through and looking at these articles where they're talking about how many awards people were getting nominated for, and it, what was it like? Netflix had the most, I think. Netflix with like had the most for the first time ever. It's usually HBO. HBO usually has the most nominations, and so I was like, oh, did they have like eighteen nominations or twenty five nominations? A hundred and twenty. There's a lot of nominations. Or something like that. I thought it was hard to win an Emmy. Well, I mean, it's hard to win certain Emmys. One company has 122 nominations. You go, I'm an Emmy award-winning person. Yeah, like the, the secret's out, you guys. There's a lot of ways to win an Emmy, and there's a lot of, I don't want to say stupid categories, but there's a lot of categories that you and I will never hear of, nor will we care about. We should apply for an Emmy. We probably could. Be like, hey, you guys. I bet we could find some little like micro-niche Emmy that nobody's really thought right. of to apply for, and we'll win an yeah. and we, uh, Emmy award-winning host. Yeah, international. Justin and Greg. We'd be international because we're outside the U.S., and then we would just new International our way Emmy award-winning host. I like the sound of that. Yeah, we'll apply. We'll apply next year. So, I mean, this year was a big show on because HBO always wins. They're always the reigning champion and no one can beat HBO. And it's been that way for years. And now Netflix and Amazon and Hulu are starting to yeah. creep into that territory. So this was like the battle of the titans. Will Netflix beat HBO yeah, to take the crown? Because it was something like 16 years in a row, I think, HBO had won the most Emmys. And guess what? The crown is no longer theirs. Wow, they lost. They tied. What do you mean they tied? They didn't win. Netflix and HBO tied for the most Emmys. Oh, please. It's the same thing as a loss. If you're not first, you're last. If you ain't first, you're last. You know what I'm talking about? That phrase, trademark, not to use it outside the tradition of Ricky Bobby. Someone, someone said yeah, that. Yeah, well, what kind of tiebreaker do they have? I don't think they have a like tiebreaker. Like trivia, all this first al- one to hit the button. This only allows HBO to go, wow, this is actually probably our last year until we're superseded by all the internet companies that are better than us. I mean, you love Game of Thrones. I guess Game of Thrones' last season's coming. So it could be a situation where, remember... Lord of the Rings, had th- there was three of them. Yep. And then the, they didn't win all the Emmys until the very last one. It was kind of like, okay, thank you so much for the 10 years of Lord of the Rings movies. Yes. Here's all the all Academy the- Awards. That could happen with Game of Thrones, where they're like, oh, wow, that was you know an incredible amount of production and sure. stuff like that. Here's all the Emmys. The thing is, is that you think like, oh, Game of Thrones could win one Emmy. And it's like, no, Game of Thrones or a show can win probably like 53 Emmys. Because there's so many different categories, and you can use one piece of content to apply for all of them. Yeah, and they and they do. And what's this comedy that always wins? Making Miss Martha or something like that? Uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, I got to check that out. Yeah. I love comedy shows. So, But here's one thing I learned from this whole Emmy fiasco is if you are cable television, you, you are on life support. Right. You have been for years, and it's never been more obvious that you're on life support. If you are CBS, ABC, NBC, remember they, they do all these... Like, these these pilots, and they put them out there like, we got this new show coming, which right, right now is an 80s show that they've redone because they're out of ideas. Or it's a fire show, an ambulance show, a doctor show, or a police show, because there's a thousand of those. Or a reality TV show. 
That's I'm, it. I'm trying to think about the last time that I actually went and was excited to watch a TV show that came from one of the main cable networks. I liked Big Bang Theory. I've watched that. I've laughed. I mean, I like nerds and... and, and Sorry, what season jokes. are they on? I have no idea. Like 28? But there was a time in my life where I would watch... The Office. You're big fans of The Office and then yeah. Friends before that. They have hits once in a while. But for the most part, when you think of the amount of resources being pushed into these shows, these content channels that people are watching by default because they don't want to change the channel or they can't find the remote, like, that's sad to me. I feel like, too, The Office ended like 10 years ago. Yeah. It's maybe not 10, but it's probably getting it's close. It's got to be close because they're like, thinking about bringing it back again. The Office and Parks and Rec. So funny. Great hits. I didn't watch, is it 30 Rock or 40 Rock? Also what is it? so funny. I didn't really watch it, but that was like, they were on they were on a roll there for a little bit. That was all NBC, right? I, yeah, I think The Office, yeah. I think all those were NBC. And then other than that, I mean, we talked about this. Like, I like the show because I'm a massive Home Improvement fan. Last Man Standing is funny. <laughs> Whoa, you're saying that on the podcast? I know, right? Hey, oh it's a right-leaning show. Yeah, I apologize, goes. everyone, apparently. <laughs> Apparently, we can't say that, I don't know, in the world. But I love Tim Allen. It's funny. And Jill came back and made cameos. And it's like predictable Tim Allen humor. And I love it. And now it's now it's back on Fox. And sure. There's one good show across all the networks at once. Right. It's kind of how it is. And then if that show is really good, like Freaks and Geeks, it gets canceled because no one watches it. Or Arrested Development gets canceled because, you know, it's like, oh, I love that show. Yeah, well, you should have loved it back then, like me, the OG. But I think that's the world that we live in is we let everybody else try it out first and tell us it's good because it's not worth trying it out to waste our time on it. Well, we have to be smart about it. There's so, like, how many times, like, what do you watch on Netflix? And there's a thousand things. Oh, you got to see this or that or this. Have you seen Ozark, Black Mirror? It's, It's everywhere. So it's like, wait. I have to find my trusted heroes to say, listen, we've got the same tastes. What are you watching? Yeah. Do you do you like it? Should I watch it? Should I watch it? And then if I watch it and I love it, then... Last night was so depressing because my wife and I were like, hey, let's just hang out and watch a show for an hour. And... What'd you pick? It was so hard. I tried out this new one. It came a recommendation from a friend. It's called Con Man. And it's... If you ever saw the show Firefly slash Serenity, right. it's kind of based loosely on this Alan... I can't remember what his last name is. He's a really funny redheaded guy. You know, I really like him as a character. But... I couldn't find it streaming anywhere, so I went on iTunes and paid $1.99 for an episode that was like 14 minutes long. And it was fine. It probably would have been good if I got into it, but I'm like, I don't want to keep spending money on this. I'm already subscribed to all these things and looking around everywhere on Netflix and Amazon, all these things, I'm like, I'm just not excited for this. Me and my wife, like, she wants to watch Mayans, which is by the guy who did all the other uh, bicycle <laughs> bicycle gang show. That's oh, not right. Motorbike gang. What that was that one like called? your wife. With Jax. I can't even remember what it's called. It's very popular. Oh, um, so Sons of Anarchy. That's the one there. We right. may or may not have Googled that quickly in a moment's notice. Yeah, there's a guy from Saskatoon, I think, who plays oh, yeah, in that right. show. Yeah, just north of us. So, you know, the, she she's into that. And then Ozark, season one was like great. And season two came out and people are ranting and raving about it. I'm like, no, nah, I just like, I can't do it. And it's all the shows that were good, like Suits early on. Great. Died. Just like going on too long. That's money right there. It's like, wait a minute. Can we squeeze another show out of this? Yeah. Let's do it. Another season? Awesome. We'll make this much money as opposed to respecting the craft of making a good story. And I think Breaking Bad did that. Breaking Bad killed itself at the top of its peak. And yeah. it was like, no, this story's done. Brilliant. It will forever live in, not infamy, but like people love it because you got the whole story. And that's the end of it. And the Game of Thrones will be the same way. People that love it will love it. Meanwhile, I look and I'm like, The Walking Dead is still on. And I'm like, I stopped watching like five years ago. Loved it first three or four or five seasons i'm like we're still going here and there's a lot there's a lot of walking and a lot of dead apparently and and now you're one of them mm-hmm. anyway that's the entertainment topic today wow we went to town on that yeah speaking of town come along with us come with us to us and 
<laughs> would you ever live on the moon, man? No. Okay, but if the moon was made of spare ribs, would you eat it? No. Okay, so Elon Musk just got his first pain passenger to the moon, to no. tour the moon. Yeah, okay, let's clarify here. He's taking his BFR, which stands for Big Effing Rocket, which he admits he might need to change the name of sometime soon, which is funny because all the news outlets have to report it as they just do BFR. BFR. But funny, first passenger, he's going to fly him around the moon, yeah, not th to the moon. I think that's the, around the moon. I think that's the promise is you're not touching the moon. No, not yet, but soon. But we'll fly out there and you can go go around it. And like this whole idea is strange to me because we're we're selling this seat. What is it? 2018 today? Yeah. This is like 2024. 2023, I think five years from now. Which the rocket doesn't exist yet. It's no. an idea. And this guy's going to the moon with artists and things like that. And I thought about, you know, back in the day, you think about like French Impressionist paintings yep. along the river, painting that. These guys will be inspired by the moon. Like, yeah, I wrote this song on the dark side of the moon, and here's what it sounds like. And that whole idea is just so foreign to be inspired by something that is, at this point, like, you can't do it. Yeah, but nobody's ever landed on the moon, right? No, yeah, that Neil Armstrong. No, that was fake, right? It was almost fake until Mythbusters proved that it wasn't. Oh, Myth. Okay, I trust everything. Myth I know Buster we do. Because I was like, oh, I'm. I, that's a conspiracy. But then they proved that I'm like, oh, okay, oh, I trust you guys. Okay, it's kind of like for me, I, Snopes. You know the website Snopes? Yes, absolutely. That's my news source now. Yeah. Is if I see anything, I go to Snopes and I'm like, oh, okay, I yeah. trust. If you Snopes. guys don't know this and you're not sure whether a news article is real or not, just put it in Snopes and you'll find out. Like literally anything. You know that one that keeps coming back when there's a flood in any part of the world and there's oh, a picture the of a shark, shark next yeah. to a car and it's like, oh my goodness. Or I saw someone just sharing in the all the tsunami hurricane stuff this airplane that like did like a flip over and it wasn't real it's never and, real yeah, no it's almost never real and snopes helps me out with that but what they really help me out with and we're not going to get into this too much is like the political political jargon that goes on like the united states are trying to get a, a new supreme court person yeah. right now and it is chaos down oh, there man. and you don't know what to believe no you don't know this or that and so snopes at least is like this factual accounting of here's what they said and you can decide for yourself and we're not going to decide because this is not where you come for politics talk i hope not. Yeah, but back to Elon Musk and not really politics, but I personally love Elon Musk because he's trying to push humanity forward. And yes, is he a spoiled billionaire? Maybe. But the SEC just went after him and basically was suing him and he had to settle and step down from being chairman of Tesla and pay a $20 million fine and Tesla had to pay a $20 million fine. Because he broke the law. Well, like he did. Uh, some people are debating He's got a vendetta against those guys. He hates getting bet against by yeah. the short sellers. So he screwed them over. Yeah, he had reasonable access. Anyway, I, I, I love him that, for it. I think it's brilliant. Hey, I'm going to manipulate people's emotions and make billions of dollars, and then I'm going to hoop you guys. But he's going to take those billions of dollars and send people around the moon and do hyperloops and do electric cars and do all these things that nobody else is doing because they can't figure out the business model. But Elon, like, he, he has enough money. He doesn't really care about making more money. But you have this, like, other sick craze syndrome of billionaires who are like, yes, I have $58 billion, but I'm not going to spend a penny on it unless I think I can get $59 billion. I need more. And $60 billion. $100 billion. I love what Elon, too, is how he thinks. He thinks, once sustainably, like the way he built Tesla with the Roadster, then the Model X, and then yep. Model 3, and then now it makes sense. But even things like this rocket... And even SpaceX, oh, I'm going to build one rocket and reuse it and do all these different things. Yeah. And that's how I'm going to do the business model as opposed to just same old, same old. That is, it's a different kind of genius. I wish we just had more wild, crazed people like him. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, he's still done stuff. Like, is he perfect? No. Just, I'm just going to clarify there. Wild, crazy geniuses. Because there's a lot of wild crazies out there. We got tons sure. of those. Wild crazies who are pushing humanity forward. Geniuses. You know who I blame for that more often than not is actually the stock market. 
Because the stock market Absolutely. is based on three-month returns, and everyone just wants to get the most money for that three-month, whereas Elon goes, yeah, I'm probably not going to make money for 15 years. Right. But when I do, I'm going to own this industry, et cetera, et cetera. Like, remember the, the model car? The model car. The electric car. There was a documentary, I remember yep. it was in Roger's video, about who killed the electric car. I watched it. Did you? Fascinating. Who, who killed that? I didn't, I didn't watch it. it. GM. They basically were, like, it became one of these really weird things where they had a viable product that seemed very, very good. But at the end of the day, they it was like the oil money and different things. They weren't they weren't ready to get rid of it because they wouldn't make as much money, and oil companies would not make as much money, even though it was a great product. So they took them all back and they destroyed the evidence of all of them. And that, really, yep, there were people who had the cars, but yeah. Everybody had signed a lease agreement. You weren't allowed to own the car. And like they hunted every last one down, would not let owners buy them, would not let them keep them, destroyed them all, destroyed all the evidence of viable products. That's like that E.T. Atari game that was buried in the Mexican desert. Same sort of thing. You didn't hear about that? No. Anyway, talk about some other time. But I love the fact that Elon, in that context, says, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take my 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 fortune. Yep. I'm going to create this. And the, like you said, the world will be a better place. I hope he does it, though. Yeah, absolutely. Like, why not? Like, I mean, you're looking at the rock. You see it online. I think it would be a cool experience to fly close around the moon, being able to look out from your rocket ship. I just get so nervous about the the, the jet lag you would get. You know, I have a I have a hard time going one time zone over, let alone another planet. Greg always complains. We fly like forty five minutes over, and he's like, "Oh, jet lag's killing me." I've got kill a sensitive me. I've got a sensitive system. I know my you have body. a sensitive body. That is for yeah, sure. Yeah, when I go to the moon, I'm gonna come back a different person, and apparently, I'll be taller or something like that. Maybe you'd be better for it. I don't know. I would try it. Could be that. worse. I actually said back when this whole Mars colony thing was happening, which I think is kind of a scam. Maybe not. When they wanted like a hundred oh, people yeah. to go to Mars to set up yep. a colony, I said if I wasn't married or it had any kids, I would go. You would go? Yeah. How cool would it be? No. You'd have your own chapter in Guinness Book of World Records. Your own chapter. Be like, well, here's Greg's chapter of everything that he did at Mars for the first time. So you're saying your pride, you would put that in front of hating your life for the rest of your life. Oh my goodness. You mean my sacrifice? My sacrifice for the human race to set up an alternative colony? No, that's that's, uh, that's behind the scenes. I'm doing it to further the human race. You are not. Yeah, because when this place gets blown up by global warming, you're going to want a place to go and you're going to thank me Okay. And why are you going to be reading my Guinness Book of World Records or Out of Planet Records? I think that would be the most miserable life ever. You're going to be in this tiny little colony, nothing to do. You have to follow this weird regime. You can't eat good food. You can't enjoy your life. As long as I have fast internet, I don't care about anything. You won't have fast internet. Oh my goodness. In the future, I'll have fast internet on Mars. Thank you very much. Next question. Okay, okay so speaking of wild craze, maybe good for humanity, billionaires. Mark Zuckerberg, which some people might argue Facebook, not good for humanity or Instagram or different. I would say he's brought me closer to my second and third cousins because before (laughs) Facebook, I didn't care what they thought about anything. You didn't didn't know that. But on this side, I think is actually interesting. Him and his wife, Priscilla Chan, have taken basically $13 billion. With a B. With a B, billion dollars, or committed to that much in Facebook stock. I think they've already taken out $5 billion to invest in basically eradicating disease in their children's lifetime. So basically over the next hundred-ish years, they're just investing in all these things through kind of a foundation that they've set up to end disease. And that's something. Yeah, it is something if it works. Well, they've already been going for 18 months. I mean, I don't know how much progress they've made and it's a long-term thing, but there's... Is there a live disease counter on a website that I can watch? That'd be cool. Like, hey, it's Tuesday. We got another one. Apparently, they're up to like 250 staff already. 
Plus, they work with all these scientists and different people around the world to try and move this stuff forward. And at least what I like about this is it feels like lots of other times the mission to eradicate a disease is for pharmaceutical companies to make money off doing that. And it's nice to see something where it feels like, no, here's $13 billion. We're going to fund this. And we're just going to do this because we have the money to do it. Yeah, and that's a that's a really good point because like the Elon thing, they're not trying to make money off this. They're trying to solve a problem. Right. They're investing in trying to solve a problem. And I feel like I, I hear stories actually about how the internet was created from the government just giving money to high-end universities, like the research departments and saying, take this and create amazing things. Right. And then, boom, the internet comes out of it, at, you know, early internet. But that's what, how things happen. It's like, hey, you have no boundaries here. Go take these resources and go. You have no three-month yeah. quotas hey, to do. what's the business model for this? The, the business model, this doesn't have to pay it back. What it needs to do is be effective in what it does. Yeah, and if you get the focus of wanting to, like, cure disease... Sure. You're not going to be distracted and saying, cool, I can just have a blank slate and go spend all this money. Now, there is, there is a negative side to this story. Which is? As with every story. The rumor is, and I haven't verified that this is true, but I'm going to believe that it is, just to be polarizing, that because Zucks has set up this corporation, yeah. he has put all of his money in this corporation and that is now free from tax. And in America, that's a lot of money that he just saved himself that he can pull from in any expense sheet. You could look at it a couple of ways. He gets to sell $15 billion in Facebook stock, which normally if you have a CEO who cashes out $15 billion in stock and tries to sell it, normally they're not allowed to do that. But if they did, you would be panicking for the hills to go, oh no, there's a problem. They're trying to get money out of the company. Totally. But in this case, could he be setting up this shell thing that then he gets to donate $15 billion in stock over to and get tax breaks and be able to do that? Maybe. What do you actually think in your heart of hearts? Uh, I don't know. I don't know him. I, my impression with Mark Zuckerberg is that he is kind of altruistic, that he actually wants to do this to try and make the world a better place. And he owes it to us because there was another Facebook like data breach. Come yeah, on, Mark. Apparently, they could be getting billions of dollars in fines from Ireland, but... Who cares? Yeah, I don't actually care. You want but my privacy? Just text me. And could I'll... even if it was driven out of his guilt over some of the lives that have been ruined because of Facebook? Well, then he's going to cure disease for humanity. Yeah, and that's one of the things that it doesn't matter his intention in this part. Like, if his intention no. is to to save money by donating this stock yeah. and he solves these disease, well, we're all better off for it, even if he's a bad guy. If the results just need to speak for themselves, the ends justify the means. Hey, speaking of results, what? This is an older story, but somehow it just came across my feed and I hadn't seen it. And it's a story of a girlfriend and a boyfriend who part ways one morning because he is going to see his mother who is sick in the hospital. Oh, okay. You know, nice. So anyway, in the morning, she ends up going. She's an Uber driver. She goes up to start her day doing Uber, and he drives away to go to the airport. He's got his pack suitcase. He, you know, he's off. Why doesn't she just drive him to the airport? She's an Uber driver. You would think she's got to work. No, she's got to start making money. He can pay for it. It's a free fare. No. Anyway, so she goes off to her Uber thing. She she goes and ends up a little bit later in the morning picking up this woman from the airport okay. who is excited she's in town to see her boyfriend. She relates with that because she just said goodbye to her boyfriend. She's going to miss him. Anyway, they end up chatting. She gives her water in the backseat of the car and starts driving to the place where she's going to take this woman. Well, it turns out that this woman is visiting a boyfriend who happens to live in the same apartment complex that this girl lives in. Go on. So as they keep driving through and she starts giving her the building number, no. her heart starts sinking. I know where this is going. Because she ends up pulling up to an apartment where she sees that her boyfriend's car is back. Oh my goodness. Who are these guys? And sure enough, what ends up happening is her boyfriend comes out to pick up the luggage from his other girlfriend who is in the backseat of the Uber 
that his girlfriend is driving. Tell me that chaos ensued, and then he got punched in the throat multiple Ch- times. Chaos ensued, apparently. She started beating on him. Good! This which, guy's the worst! And then, apparently, the girl tries to get involved to break it up, and a little scuffle ensues, and she ends up taking off with the car, including the new girlfriend's suitcase in the back. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but apparently, later on, she returned it. But can you imagine that? The odds of this are astounding to me. Right? Like, what are the chances? But also, how dumb is this boyfriend? Woof. Right? You know that your other girlfriend is an Uber driver, so tell her to take a taxi. <laughs> right? Like, you, you got to cover those details. Now, this is something that I would do, because I'm not a details uh, guy. You're, well, right? Yeah. I mean, not that this is You my... also get, like, weird and twisted. When you really want to scheme and plan to do something, you can get pretty deep into oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know I can get weird, but this is this is dumb. You, you're, you're playing people's lives here, and this is so avoidable. So avoidable. Yeah, don't cheat on your girlfriend. The be- yeah. You numpty. Yeah. Ooh, good You dirtbag. You numpty. This is the world we live in. And I actually can't even put myself in the mindset of what that's like to try and cheat but on someone. Can you imagine being driving that Uber car? And so then you're like, I'm driving to my house with this girl who's been talking for 30 minutes all about her boyfriend, how excited she is to see him, all these things. And that moment when you realize she's going to see my boyfriend. Like, what churns inside of you? No, I would hit the boyfriend with the car. Right? Like, <laughs> Easily. Well, you would. Well, yeah, I think you would be outraged. At that point, that guy is no longer valid as a human. So you run over him. No. no not no. if you're listening to this. No. You don't kill the guy. No. You maim him no. so that he can heal within a week and he's back to work. No, because what ends up happening is you end up getting charged and you end up ruining your oh, own it's life. in America, right? All you do is you go, okay, see you later. And I basically walk in and say, okay, you guys get in your car, drive away, and you go into the house, you take all the stuff, and you move on with your life. That sounds so diplomatic. There's no way with your heart it's beating the be- no. 200 I'm- beats per minute, man. You're going insane. You're going insane. You're you like- maybe are going insane. I'm giving practical advice to the listeners of the unnamed podcast. I'm going to grab me a blunt object because I can't see blunt? anything. Blunt. And I'm just going to hit. I'm going to swing. What is the most blunt object you could... I'm thinking of like a baseball bat or something. That's blunt, isn't it? Yeah, I think even more blunt would be like two by four. Yeah, I'd do that. Anything. I would do like a branch twig and just... Anyway, I need to move on from this. (laughs) Okay, so uh, a couple things left here. This is kind of crazy to me. I saw this article about our friends in America who are listening to this podcast. Almost half the cell phone calls will be scams in the U.S. by next year. And you love this because you never answered your phone anyway. Because you hate the phone. phone. I hate the phone. But uh, because they're all scam calls. Not all of them. There's a lot of them. Well, you never know. But now it's like half. Like, what's the point of all? And. I understand. I'd understand landline calls. No, mobile phone calls. Half of the phone calls you will get on your phone are scams. We get this funny one up here that you answer the phone. There's a little bit of a wait. Oh yeah, there's always goes, a pause. And it's like the steam engine. Like this is the captain speaking. Like you want a cruise ship, and I'm like, no, I didn't, captain. Leave me alone. Look at me. Sure, I'm the captain now. Yeah, or the CRA, which is like the IRS in the U.S. calls, and you're going to go to jail if you don't pay your money immediately. Like it's all like that's actually hard for me to listen to because anyone that is a bit more aware of how the world works now understands that the the CRA only communicates to you through mail. Yeah, there's no emails. There's no phone calls. There's online mail they do now. In their own, like, secure incredibly portal. secure, frustratingly long process <laughs> totally, to get in yeah. there. So hard. But but everyone else like, oh, the CRA's coming to get me. I get the calls all the time from my not-to-be-named mother-in-law. It's like, Greg, I got a virus on my computer. I'm like, no, you don't. It's just, just <laughs> it's close just pop-up. the ad. Just close the pop-up. So our cell phone's going to be ruined. Or is the calling feature... <laughs> Gonna be ruined. And I guess it kind of is now anyway. I say almost every day. What I would love to do is turn off incoming phone calls except for select people. Hey, my wife can call me. 
just maybe you, you can call that. me. Other than that, I, I don't want any phone calls. What I want is a text from somebody saying, hey, are you good to chat for a few minutes? But how long do you think until text messaging is ruined by spam as well? Can you get those sometimes? Sure, you could get that. I think it'll just move into a different messaging app that ends up being more secure. Does anyone have like an ultra messaging app where everything goes in the same one? I would love that. Wouldn't that where be WhatsApp nice? WhatsApp and Messenger I, and text message all goes in the same thing. So I don't need to like, where did they say that? And it's all the same contact doing the same thing? My problem with the phone is that it's somebody else saying, hey, I'm going to interrupt your life right now because what I want to talk to is more important than whatever you're doing right now. Right. And that's why text messages is so nice because they can text you what they want. Yeah. And then you get back to it when you have time. And you get to you get to decide whether you get to triage it to go, oh, they want to talk about something that I don't need to talk about right now and they don't need to. You know, we'll chat about it later when we hey, we're gonna see each other tomorrow. Great word, triage. Gonna point that out. Extra points for you. But, Thank but you. don't you think at some point the generation that does not have phone calls doesn't know how to talk to people in public? You and I did a presentation yep. yesterday, it was fine, it wasn't our best, but it'll do. But I think in ten years time, that will be even less, won't it? Because no. people can't, you know, they can't talk to people. Well, but just because you talk on the phone? It's a skill. It's a skill to be able to talk talking to someone. Talking to a person is different than talking to someone on the phone. But my point is, if you're talking Have to Have you been on a conference let call? Let me finish. If you're talking to someone, and they, there's, you have to be on your feet a little bit like, to respond. Absolutely. removes it. You can respond whenever you want. It's why people are so good at like tweeting and texting because they can do whatever they want. And then it's a call. It's like, I, I, I'm here now. I got to respond. I can't just say, hey, I'll call you back yeah. in okay. five minutes. If you live in your basement for your whole life and you say, I'm never going to go out in public and talk to people in person, then yes, that is a problem. And if you talking on the phone is the only source you get for talking to people face-to-face and learning how to have a conversation, it, that's a problem. Not the only source, but it's a main source. I would actually like to know, teachers that are listening to this podcast, I know there's a lot of you, the teacher section, I need to know, if you've been in teaching for like 25 years with the grade school kids, have you noticed a difference in their ability to communicate verbally. Yeah, but they already judge Snapchat. They can't give you an honest opinion. Yeah, no, I think they can. Yeah, they're going to. Uh, Very honest. We'll see. But think about 20 years ago when that's all people did. They just like hung out and chatted on the phone for hours with their friends in the evening. Do you know that was like, you remember like being young and growing up and people get mad because somebody else was on the other line? Yeah. No, I actually heard a story about, what are they called? Uh, the the phone calls where everyone's on the oh yeah party everybody lines. in the well everybody in the neighborhood got the phone or like out in the farm in the rural yeah. areas all five farms were on the same phone line yeah they're called party lines and all the farms would share the same line so if you were in the farm next to me we had to share it and so if you were on the phone I could pick up the phone and listen to your phone call you'd always get the little click though I love that idea what do you mean love the idea of being able to listen to other people's phone calls I just think would be so weird but I'm a creep. But think about now that actually the thing you have better than you had before, before you just chat on the phone. Well, now you FaceTime with somebody. And in this case, you're actually getting the proper verbal cues, or not verbal, the visual cues, body language, all sorts of different things where you're having better conversations than you were able to have 10 years ago. But we've talked about this. It doesn't happen like that. We had a phone call, and then pretty quick we had texting and FaceTime. And people don't FaceTime that often because it's too too intimate. So they go, I FaceTime... You don't because you have intimacy issues. You FaceTime your family and closest friends. You don't FaceTime everyone. No. Imagine FaceTime a stranger. Okay, but who were the people that you sat on the phone with for two hours... Well, there was this one survey years ago. I did for the radio. It okay, took me forever. Yeah, no, not that. Took but me forever. back then, it was your best friends. That's who you did. And now, what ends up happening is kids end up like Snapchatting and sending video messages and doing that. They're actually communicating probably more so than they were on the phone. Yeah, and you get the YouTube culture as well. So kids growing up in front of the camera and with selfies and that sort of thing. So maybe they are better at communicating because you're 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 producing now. 
You're in front of the camera, you're an actor in front of everyone on your Instagram stories. Uh, what I used to do was a three-way call. I get my friend to call the girl I was interested in, but oh. I'll get another line and I'd be muted and quiet. No, yeah, you and wouldn't. then he would he would no, ask her questions and I would get all the details I needed. Oh my god. Casanova, man. That's how you did it. You just oh, like you know the please. movie What Women Want with Mel that's Gibson? Like voyeuristic. You just read her mail and you're like, hey, you're like oh, reading my mind right my now. It's like goodness. Yeah. Anyway. Woof. I said that online, so it's yeah. true. It happens. <laughs> okay, last story of the day. This one's this one's annoying, but the the Vancouver Canucks are an NHL hockey team. And for this story, I'm gonna let you tell it because it's closer to your heart. Why is it closer to my heart? You used to be a Canucks fan. Sure. And you play Fortnite. Well, I wouldn't say I play, but I have played. But those are two pretty good reasons. Okay, so this is a professional level sporting franchise. So, you know, NBA, NFL, NHL's hockey league, National Hockey League. They have banned playing Fortnites or bringing video games on the road anywhere that they go. Like you can't play video games at all? You can't play video games when you go on your trip. What about your cell phone? Well, I don't know how they're going to get around that. But like, why? Apparently, there's this feeling that people are spending way too much time playing video games when they are on the road. Okay. I mean, and there was fun and you're on the road a lot if you're, you're on the road athlete. a lot. And I don't know whether people are staying up till 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. But this is also a league that is known for mm, its players going out and hitting the town pretty hard, pretty often. Savory after night activities uh, or savory, depending on how you look at it. Beer. Somebody we know may have said, hey, if you can't play hungover in this league, maybe you shouldn't be in it. Right. So people are out partying all the time. So they ban video games, which I'm like, this has to be better to be in your hotel room playing video games than going out and partying. Now, if you can find the happy medium, which is you guys go out together, you see some beautiful places and you bond together. Okay, maybe that's better. But can't you bond playing video games? Like, what about group video right? games? I heard a story about Roberto Longo, the goalie in Florida, used to be on the Canucks. All he does is talk about poker. All he does is play virtual poker on his phone all the time. And, like, that's not very social, man. No, it's not very social. I think at the end of the day, your performance on the ice should be the thing that dictates what you get to do or not do. So let's catch the viewers up. How was the Canucks' performance on the ice last year? Uh, not very good. Brutal. In fact, there's a quote from a Winnipeg Jets saying, when they asked him about this story, he said, you know what? If I was as bad as the Vancouver Canucks last year, I'd ban video games too. At least it's, <laughs> at least it's an excuse about how bad they were. I love that quote. Thank you, Patrick Liney. They were the worst. They weren't the, the worst. worst. One of the, one worst, of the worst teams worst. in the league. They're but pathetic. I bet there's lots of other teams that are doing very well that have not had to ban video games. No, and... These are grown men. They are grown men. Like, Look at them. people that are 38 years old, and you're going to tell this 38-year-old father of 16 kids that he can't play video games on yeah. the road? I don't think it's him playing it. It is probably the new generation of players, and unfortunately, the people who are in all the management situations are from a different world. Now, if the players respond well to this, which they will because they're professionals, they're not going to come out and say, this is stupid. Well, they will behind the scenes. But sure, they could be saying behind the scenes, the like, are you kidding me? Door. You want me to go out and party with all these guys all night long instead of staying home and playing video games getting oh, some they, rest listen if this kid's addicted to video games he's not going out to party he's going out to sulk he's gonna have sulk. chocolate milk and oh, a pepperoni okay. pizza and he's gonna sulk because he can't play can't video play, games or he's gonna play fortnite on his phone because you can do that oh my goodness you can't win this anyway the new world hey love it new world in the podcast this is justin and greg the new world what they've been the name of a podcast Oh, no, it's Justin and Greg's New World. Uh, we're supposed to, I read a thing about podcasts and it said we're supposed to ask you to subscribe. <laughs> oh, he, oh, if you're not following the podcast, subscribe <laughs> to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat. Oh, yeah, there's this thing on YouTube you're supposed to say now. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel and hit the bell so you get the notifications to know when we're live. Like the video and comment on it. There we go. Okay, did we do it all? We're officially podcasters. Oh, yeah, baby. See you next tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah.